You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 14 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good, good. What have you been up to this week? Tell me. Oh, my God. It's been a big week. I've a bit sleep deprived, so it's been a lot of late nights and a lot of early mornings, but I'm... um I'm getting there. Why sleep deprived? Just like I had um, a few big jobs to get out, so there was a lot of late nights sort of up retouching, creating Mm. images and things like that. But it's it's all good. I actually had a day off, my first day off in about three weeks straight yesterday, and so I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good today. And what do you do when you're retouching and stuff? Do you listen to music? Do you have the Real Housewives of Melbourne on in the background? <laughs> what do you do? So, you know, I've actually got um, two, th- three screens set up across my desk. And I have to say, if it's a, like, if I'm just doing, it's not too, like, I'm not doing a lot of thinking. Sometimes when I do composite images, there I just need to focus. Mm. But if I'm just, it's just like, you know, retouching image after image. Mm. I have been known to have the odd movie going on the side on the second screen. (laughs) (laughs) Can you concentrate? (laughs) Uh, Sometimes you kind of lose and you sort of, you find yourself just watching the screen. So sometimes I'll listen to podcasts or just listen to music and it just depends on on you know the mood i'm in sometimes you just get into it and it's just like dead silence and i'm just like going and it's look up and it's like two in the morning or something mm. you know but you just got to get it done it's, i remember uh, that um uh it's a little bit different now but every time you used to call me was <laughs> a certain time of day and without fail I'd say, what are you doing? And 100% of the time, your answer was? Rendering. Yes. And that's, that's when uh, computers were a lot, lot, lot slower. So it was used to be converting my raw files to TIFF files. Literally used to take like, you know, to do 50 or 100 files, it'd be like a few hours wait. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like pretty quick. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, without fail, I was like your amusement during rendering. Yeah, you were. You entertained me. (laughs) (laughs) So what's been happening in the world of photography this week? All right. So, like, I've been looking around the web and uh, finding nice little shiny things. And uh, one thing that caught my eye, because I do love an iPhone pick, for those of you who uh, check out my Instagram, I just love my iPhone 6. And Mm. um, iPhone have actually are now doing an advertising campaign where they're um, showcasing some of the best iPhone photographers in the world and putting their images on billboards. Yeah, wow. So, there's a a link in the show notes where you can go and have have a look and I'm telling you this stuff is like very impressive I mean we know by looking at Instagram that there's just some amazing um you know smartphone photographers out there but like the quality 
from this phone is amazing, amazing. Um, like, you know, some of my favourite shots. There's a shot by Brendan. Um, his surname is O with a little squiggle on the top. What does that mean, Val? Um, so he's from Copenhagen. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, what? <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> And he's done this amazing black and white and it's sort of from above and it's just using geometry and uh, that's that's a beautiful image. There's a great shot by, um, I'm going to just butcher everyone's name, a guy from Thailand who's done a back shot of a, a guy in the field of um, uh, sunflowers and he's got he's got his back to the camera and all the sunflowers have their back to the camera. It's very cute. Oh, I love um, the one by Paul O, which is... Um, droplets on the windscreen and they're taken so close but they look really oh, space wow. age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, and how's the detail? Yeah, incredible. So great website. Well worth checking that. And the shot of the seagull, I actually did a shot like that yesterday by, <laughs> by, by that. Didn't quite get the detail. That shot by Marcus S. from Venice Beach. So um, well worth checking out. Very inspiring to check out what you can do with uh, an just, iPhone. Just an iPhone. Yeah, mm. there you go. What else have you got? Okay, this one's for you, Val. Okay. Um, so this is a Russian photographer, um, and she actually goes around and she shoots little animals with little children. Oh, little yes. Cute animals. So, so cute. Uh, Elena Karniva is her name. And Elena Karniva. Yeah, these shots are adorable. Like these, uh, so cute. Little girl with an owl, and I reckon the owl must be a pet because there's quite a few owls in the shot. But she's got like, um, they're so beautifully shot and lit, um, like a, a little girl with a fox, a girl with a be- little girls with bears. Well, actually, brown bears. I will be. I'll have to take inspiration from this because I got an email in my inbox today from, of all places, where I have recently bought shoes. I know, bizarre, uh-huh. but they've got this competition, which I'm definitely going to be um, uh, entering, and it's to shoot your shoes with your pets. Oh, my God. <laughs> but oh it's, God. You, can win a, you can win three pairs of shoes, and if these shoes are like 400 bucks each, so... Oh, well, worth it. I'm so totally what, have you planned it. out? Obviously, uh, Rex... The favourite. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go for, you know, double the fun and include Rex and Rocky with my uh-huh. shoes. So that is what I will be doing this weekend. So I'm actually going to be entering into a competition. Now, I wish I could actually put the link in the show notes, but it doesn't appear to be online anywhere. There doesn't seem to be a web page for it. It has, um, uh, you know, been it's information that's been sent directly to their database. Right. So if anyone's interested, they're called Baird Footwear, B-A-R-E footwear and um but yeah that you may not be able to find the information about the competition which is a bit of a shame but if i win it i'll let you know (laughs) (laughs) oh my god if you win we'll never hear the end of it i know (laughs) i just want to make my cats famous but anyway so um what are we talking about this week well, today is an uh, important topic. We're talking about all about light and um, oh, yes. and 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 something that that takes a little while to develop this skill and actually how to see light and all the different kinds of light. So I want to actually uh, just uh, go into my little definition of light that that without the science. 
techie talk because that always bamboozled me when I was trying to learn photography. And then I've got rules of lighting that I apply when I'm working. So I'm going to run through those and sort of help everyone, um, you know, just get a really good understanding of light, how it works and how to work with it. Great. What's the first thing? All right. Well, when I was getting into photography, Val, I was really, I was afraid of flash photography. I had a fear because it was just so technical. And I don't think we've talked about this Mm. before, but it's something really like for for someone who's not a science head and I'm not a science head, I just could not get my head around the concept of flash lighting, you know, so like you you have to set the camera at this and, and to light something. It just was so complicated. And I just... It never made any sense to me and and it was just like magic, black magic. That's how I saw it, you know. And so I actually did spend a lot of time and I think I know a lot of photographers feel the same way, avoiding flash because it's this scary thing and, you know, the the, the times that they had a go with flash, the, the results were just awful and so they just go, it's too hard and they'd give up, you know. So... But when I began to understand how light actually works and that it applies to every kind of lighting and and when I got my head around that, it just became so much easier. And so, like, hopefully by the end of today's uh, podcast, everyone else is going to feel the same way. So, like, if you ask... Uh, a science head, what what light is, they're going to say something like it's electromagnetic radiation that can be seen by the human eye and it's made up of electromagnetic waves with wavelengths between 4 and 10 point... What the hell? Okay. What's that mean? Do you want to know my definition of light? Go on. You ready for this? I'm ready. Light is the opposite of dark. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. <laughs> Profound, Gina. Why don't I just teach science now? Why don't <laughs> I just teach science? But why can't they just say that? Why, why do they have to do, like, electro... What? Why don't they... That is all it is. You've okay. got light and you've got dark. End of podcast. Thank you very much. You've been a great audience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're not getting away with that. <laughs> no. What so we know. So, so science isn't my strong, my strong point. But basically, <laughs> light, if you understand how light behaves you, mm. you, and you get your hand around that, it's really easy. Just understand. So, Val, when you have a coffee, yeah. okay, what kind of milk do you have in it? Uh, milk, you know. <laughs> so normal milk. Normal so, milk. So, so if you go down the milk aisle in the supermarket, um, what, how many different kinds of milk are there? Lots of different so kinds. So we'll just milk. bang out a few for me. Uh, soy, light yeah. white, A2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in America, there's even more. There's yeah, the yeah. half and half and, yeah. you know, full fat, full cream, low fat, full fat, no low fat, fat, half fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's Heat. the common denominator? Milk, white. It's all milk, yeah. right? It's all the same. It's all a liquid, yeah. okay? And it's all milk. Light is the same. So there's all different kinds of light, but basically they all behave in the same way. So it comes in different strengths and it'll come in different colours. So you can also get like, you know, um, flavoured milk, chocolate, strawberry, you know, banana, whatever, different colours, but it's still milk, right? Light is the same. So, you know, you can have uh, daylight light, flashlight, laser light, lightsaber light, continuous light, sunlight, it's all the same. It's all light. It all behaves in the same way, okay? So 
just know that because it's like people think that, you know, flash is different to date. So you can actually mix them all together to create a shot. All right, and you don't have to stick with one kind of light. You can use like flash with daylight, but you can also use tungsten light with it. Okay, so um, knowing that, knowing and and here's the one big concept: all light travels in the same way. So, Val, have you ever played ping pong? Yes. Okay, table tennis, ping pong, same thing. Yeah. So. so you know, imagine we are in uh, a tiny little room, four, four, four walls, floor, ceiling, okay? okay, low ceiling, okay, and we've got a ping pong ball, okay, throw it against the wall, like bounce it to the floor, what happens? It bounces, yep. it'll hit the wall, yep. and it'll bounce, it'll hit another wall, bounce off the wall, bounce, 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 bounce. Now, how hard you hit the floor or the wall with that ball will affect how much it bounces around. So if I just um, did sure. a really soft throw, it'll go bounce, bounce, and it'll fizzle out, okay? Yeah. If I hit the wall really hard, yeah. it'll ricochet off, you know, the ball, ricochet off another wall, ricochet off another wall until finally it, it loses all its bounce, right? Yes. That's how light works, okay? So light travels in a straight line. Regardless yeah. of the light source, sunlight, moonlight, flash, candlelight, lightsaber, all travels in a straight line. So if you aim, if you're in that same room in the dark and you aimed your a flashlight at one of the walls, mm-hmm. it'll hit the wall and then it'll bounce back and hit another wall and bounce back. So if you imagine your light as being like, um, like a ray, that when you hit a surface, it'll always bounce back. Sure. You get some sort of understanding of that, the, the, the concept of how light bounces around. So It's like a, a vector, you know, in physics, a vector. I didn't do physics. <laughs> okay. I did, um, you know, the maths that they let the art students do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I get your point. Though. <laughs> That's uh, where where they wouldn't even let us do stuff. I think we cut paper out and stuck it on, and then most of us would eat the clag. You know. <laughs> 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 Okay. Yeah, so you're going on about vectors that went right up my head. <laughs> Just, let's go back to ping pong balls. All right, ping pong okay. balls. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so basically. Um, if you've got like the sun in the sky and it's like you understand this concept because I explained it to you, if you've got something like the sun hits um, a surface, it'll reflect back off that surface. So um, something like if you're outside and there's concrete under your feet, the sun will hit the concrete and then bounces back into your face and fills the face and you get this beautiful light, Mm. okay? So... The kind of surface that the light hits is going to have an effect of how that light is reflected. So if you've got a really shiny surface, mm. right, glossy surface, you're going to reflect a lot more light back. So that's why, you know, the metallic, mm-hmm. they bounce a lot of light back and also a mirror will, will, will bounce like more light back than it's hitting it. It'll reflect it back. But if you've got a really dull surface or a dark surface, it absorbs the light. Yes. So if you've got someone and they're lit uh, on one side with, by window light and you want to actually um, model that light, you want to actually give it um, a, a moodier look, mm-hmm. if you have a black, if you hold a black up on the other side of the face, mm-hmm. it's going to absorb the light 
and you're going to get rid of light in that way. So so black absorbs, dark surfaces absorb, and shiny um, reflect it back. So it's like as so if, far. it's as if the ping pong ball is hitting a wall that and might stops. be made out of concrete or yep. a wall that might be carpeted. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It'll stop it in its track. So mm-hmm. if you want to remove light from something, you'll have um, something black or dark will absorb light. And if you want to reflect light back in, then a light colour or a shiny surface is going to reflect light back in. Mm-hmm. Okay? Got so. It. The way uh, light is spread uh, depends on what's in front of the light source. So um, if, you, uh, if you've got the sun in the sky and it has uh, clouds covering the sun, the sun's still there. The light is still there. It's diffused by the clouds. So that's actually probably the best light source in the world when you've got thick cloud over bright sun. Um, you've got like really beautiful soft, 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 soft light. So what happens is those light beams, imagine them, um, they're all like bouncing everywhere, but they've all been softened. They're super soft. They're not causing any shadows, which is what happens when you've got the sun on its own. Without any diffusion, you get those hard, hard shadows. Okay, so basically if you want to soften your light, you've got your your hard light source and you need to put something between the hard light source and your model or whatever it is you're lighting to diffuse and soften that light. So you think of it like when it's a cloud or it can be um, a piece of material or a piece of screen, and that's going to soften and, and spread the light out evenly. Yeah. Okay? The other thing, the other favourite of mine is like um, open shade. All right, so open shade is where you've got um, a hard light source and it's uh, like the sun, like the sun mm-hmm. and it's hitting an area and, um, and this will work outside where you're completely blocking the light and so all around it is lit but where, where it's blocked, like say a, a, like an umbrella or the eave of a house. Or just under right? an awning. An awning, something like that. That That is like in there, it's hard shade, it's clean open shade mm. Perfect lighting condition as well, okay? Now, we're coming to – this is the one that a lot of people can't get their head around because it actually doesn't make sense. It's not like intuitively you think this is wrong, but this is right. So the the smaller the light source, the harder the light, right? Okay, so – People think that, like, the first thing you'll do is when you're learning how to light and use, say, artificial lights, it's like when I was teaching you um, how to use your continuous lighting valve, you know, and I was saying to you, if we want to make the light softer, we need to bring them closer to the subject. Now, most people see that and they go, hang on a minute, doesn't that mean that you bring the lights closer, they're going to be... um, a lot, um, there'd be more light, isn't that going to be harder light? Mm. Don't, don't you think? Mm, logical. <laughs> Logically, you think no, but but so the, the larger the light source, mm. the softer the light. So if we could get really close to the sun, so if we got, got in and travelled at night, we could do that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if the sun was a lot closer... you. you like you could actually um, have the light being a lot softer. So if you want to create a really soft light, 
you need to bring, you need to have as big a light source as possible. So that's why if you're doing portraits next to a window and you've got a really large window and you put your model right next to the window, you're going to have a light source that completely lights that person. Mm. The further away you have your model from your light source, the harder that light source is going to be. So if you want more contrast in your lighting, move your model away from the light. If you want softer beauty light that you want it to wrap around all around the model, Mm. bring your model closer to the light source. Okay. Right? Got it. How's that going? Getting, making yeah, sense? making sense. Making you taking sense. notes? <laughs> taking notes. Well, it's fresh in my mind actually, Gina, yeah. because I, today I was on a shoot today and yeah. um, I was actually the subject and uh-huh. there were two camera people and I just walked in and I just, you know, had um, I saw the light <laughs> and <laughs> it, was, it was so harsh and I just thought, I'm going to look horrendous under oh, this right. light. Yeah. And it was just, you know, they should have used a diffuser. So it was hard light. Very just hard light. And um, there was no diffuser. And, you know, they kept asking me to pat away the shine. But there's only so much powder you can put on <laughs> yeah, your face. Yeah, 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 Sometimes yeah. it's actually not shine. It's not humidity. It's actually the light, the light. is just too harsh and it's bouncing yeah. off me. So I'm just thinking, I wish you were there. <laughs> but well, anyway. Well, you could have brought them right in really close to just like, you know, um, have them wrap around. But well, here's it, yeah. the thing, you know, I was trying to subtly, you know, I give, sort of suggest a couple of things. But, uh, you know, these photographers, they, they, they had just shot some of the most famous people out and they weren't about to take any advice from me. No, they weren't like that very much at all, would they? No. <laughs> so I just shut up, put a lot of powder on. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so I think a really good exercise to do just to understand all the different kinds of light is just to take a day like, and, and just shoot at every hour of the day. And, and all different lighting conditions, just so you can see, um, just in daylight, so you can see um, the different colour of light and but the different what? types shoot, of light. Anything, you know. I don't know, get a, get a, get a ping pong ball. <laughs> You're right? really into the ping pong ball today. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what it is. Like you know, I've actually like if you've got um, like an old doll kicking around that you used to have. It's like it's the same. It's going to be the same concept. Only it's going to be scaled. So if you've got an old Barbie doll, or like even go to a like a thrift shop and get a two dollar doll, and just have a look at how the light looks in full sun. Mm. Okay, and you'll be able to see how the shadowing's working and, and things like that. And then take that same doll and put it in like an open shade scenario, put it under an awning, bring it close to a large window, um, and then move it away from the window and have a look at how the light changes. And, and you know, that's just a really good activity to do, Great. to have a look at what different, you know, a good exercise. Mm. Okay, Great. so... When it comes to natural light, so before you can start bringing in flash, Mm. I encourage everyone to start at the very start and if you can understand natural lighting and actually master that and get that right, then adding flash is just going to take your photos from great to like awesome, okay? And it just means that you can um, light anything and anywhere. But like to start with, get your head around 
making sure that you really understand how, you know, all the different types of natural light works, okay? So, you know, we just said we've got the hard sunlight with the, you, you know you're in hard sunlight because you can see the difference in sun to shadow, you know, yes. the, 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 the shadows are sharp and defined. That's hard light. And, yes. you know, at, between 11 and 1, you know, that's probably the peak and you'll see, you'll see the lines. And, and it's like, you know, there's one of my favourite photographers, uh, Herb Ritz, who was a, um, a fashion and celebrity photographer. He was really big in the 90s. Yes. He photographed Madonna. Yes, okay. And um, he actually did one of her film clips. It was awesome. <laughs> and Cherish. Yeah, with the dolphins. Yeah, yeah, black and white. In black and white, beautiful, beautiful. Um, He worked with, and I, uh, he worked with uh, sunlight. So he would, he did a lot of, um, he had a lot of uh, beautiful bodies that he'd photograph, and he would use hard light to photograph his bodies for body shots. So he had like a, an LA studio, and he had like a a a rooftop where he'd photograph, and he had these beautiful white walls. Yes. And so he would work with that hard, hard sun, and it's a real look. You'd get the shadow, but you'd get like like um, all the detail in the muscles because of the way it works. So if you can learn, like that's a really good technique to work with. So maybe give that a try and, and work in hard sun. And I used to do that when I was photographing headshots. I, I used to work with the hard light as well. To uh, If you tilt the model's face in a certain way so that the hard light hit them flat, Mm. on the face it's actually a really nice lighting particularly for like you know young sort of 16 to 20 year old skin i probably wouldn't recommend it if you were doing like a you know a female's port like a female ceo or something mm. because she's, she's not going to love the shot very much because you shows up all the detail in the skin but for like a younger like young children or like a younger model it, it's, it's quite beautiful because it replicates um, a style of lighting that, that like using a beauty dish, which is what, what like big in, in fashion photography. So um, have, have a go at that and having a go at, at, at shooting in, in, in full sun. Um, the other kind of lighting that we talked about is that, is that overcast light. So when you've got mm. that, like, I, like I'm always looking outside as soon as I see that there's light like that because sometimes it can be, it can be um, quite crisp and clean and it's like it's perfect for, for um, doing beauty lighting because it's just so soft yeah. that everyone looks amazing in that lighting. So you can ever shoot in that. that so that's this like, is just lightly awesome. overcast. Slightly. So it's not, not like it's about to pour. Yeah. Then it's, it's kind of that, that light has got, it's got a dirt, I can only describe it as having a dirty quality. Mm. It's not a clean light. It's not bright, but you can have an overcast day which is bright overcast. So yeah. it's like yeah. a thin, a thin cloud cover. So it's like different layers of diffusion. So yeah. it was like heavily overcast. That would be like so soft that it's almost dark. And then there's like um, that's ideal if you've got those conditions. That's when I'd be popping a little bit of flash into the shot. Yeah. But when you've got like a lightly overcast, perfect for for um, any. You can just go nuts in those situations. It's beautiful, beautiful lighting. Okay, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the light that's preferred by um, a lot of fashion photographers and um, and beauty photographers is that early morning light, just before the sun comes yeah. up. 
So because it's super, super, super flat. So, Mm. you know, it's just beautiful light. The only problem is, Val, (laughs) this is probably a reason like you're never going to be a fashion photographer. You have to wake up early. (laughs) Like you've got to be there like 30 minutes before the sun rises. So like for you, it's like I can just imagine. So your next photo shoot that we do, Val, how can we do do that morning light, Val? It's going to be. So we need. So get you in hair and makeup, Val. 3, 3.30 a.m., so, which is probably when, about when you're getting to bed. Yeah, going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that light is amazing. It's just a, a tiny, tiny window, but so worth it. The light, mm. the light is beautiful. And, and, how uh, tiny is that window? And realistically, not, how are they going to shoot like a fashion spread of six looks in that time? Well, they start then and then they move, you know, quickly. It's not – it doesn't take long. It's like 30 minutes and then the sun starts peaking. And so mm. you can actually use that – that that, that f- those first rays of sun maybe as some backlit and things mm. like that. But then once it's uh, up in – no, it's because like that – I did a cover shoot last – September and we had we we were we had that like um we were in Paris and we did that and it was we had quite a bit of time we probably had an hour before the sun started to to peak out so and it goes from being kind of that dirty light that I told you dirty mm. light that I started with and then and then it, it gets to a peak where it's just it's actually gorgeous and it, it, it's really warm as well and mm. it's a beautiful beautiful light and really so flattering so I don't know give it a try it's uh it's probably worth it and then the other end of the spectrum is that late afternoon sun when they call it the golden hour and yeah, you know beautiful. everyone looks amazing in that light mm. it's just like it's gorgeous and it's again uh and um you know that time you can also do a lot of dramatic shots where you can backlight and and do silhouettes using you know that that sun setting and all of that so and very very warm warm light so um just Again, worth having a go. Get your Barbie doll out, yeah, and take her, and take her, and 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 try out all those different scenarios. And watch people think you're a lunatic. <laughs> take, but I don't think so in this day and age that anyone would bat an eyelid. Really, you reckon? No. <laughs> okay. Kind of do it in the safety of your own home if yeah, you want maybe. to. You've got a little balcony or something, and <laughs> um. All right, so next style of light, and we're still on daylight, is mm. um, lighting in, inside. So oh, yeah. So indoor light. And mm. so, um, you know, you've got a much nicer quality of light to work with because you're sort of protected by the elements. It's a, it's a really soft light and you're not having to deal with, you know, wind and, and all of that. So uh, portrait lighting using, like, large windows can be so incredible. And I've got the studio that I'm working in now has got like, we've got a beautiful daylight studio that's got like two massive um, banks of lights that are frosted, um, Mm, mm. you know, and they're they're huge. And so you can actually uh, use the, I use those as my light and they're set high. So it's like lighting from above and they're perfect for doing headshots. And I can either have the light, hitting them square on the face or I can have them side lit by that light and there's so many different variations so it's worth again having a play with that and it's like there's a couple of MacGyver hacks you can use because like some people you know just have like I know that um at my home office I've just got clear glass yeah to work with and so the sun streaming through that not as attractive 
Yeah. Right? The frostedness is the thing that diffuses it. It does diffuse it. So mm. if you don't have that, there's, there's a couple of things you can do if you want to, you know, work with that kind of light. You can get some, um, like, grease paper or trace paper. It's, like, pretty oh. cheap. And just um, tape that to the windows. Um, or you can just get uh, some... Um, What's it called? Like a like a, a really um, like muslin or a, a, like a material, and hang that up, and that'll that'll um, make a put a beautiful light through. Or you yes. can get those um, blinds that they're actually made to let the light through, yes. right? And and they diffuse the light as well. And again, you get that lovely soft light. So if you mm. want to work with that daylight, that's a perfect way to 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 do that. And then you can actually like let part sunlight in and have like sunlight hitting the floor to maybe make nice patterns and then you've got the light nice daylight so that's mm. uh awesome to work with and you know you add those little macgyver hacks and mm. it's uh and it, and it's really good um all right and then so let's say you're doing one of those portraits and with you know where you're indoors and you're using um the light from the outdoors. Uh, you mentioned that in your studio, sometimes you use it on the side, on yeah. their side. Yeah. Do you like the other side? No, you don't mm-hmm. need to. So, like, again, so I've talked about, so you've got, say you've got your person that's uh, facing you and mm-hmm. to their, say, to their left side, they've got, you've got your bank of windows, okay, that are adjacent to your model. Mm-hmm. On the other side, there's two things that you can do. You can you can do nothing, leave the other side and just let the light fall off. So you'll get like um, half their face will be lit and then the other side will go sort of – the, the light will start to fall off. So you'll get that nice sort of 3D. You can fill that and make it even by bringing uh, a reflector in, like a gold or silver or white. I tend to just stick with white. I find silver's a bit harsh. Silver works really well with a hard skin, uh, with a darker skin tone. Right. Um, and gold tends to just be too warm. I, I, it's not, I don't use gold that often. I, I find white to be like the most flattering. So yeah. just bring that in. And that'll make the light a lot more even on both sides. Yeah. That's what you like. And often, um, uh, you know, some skin tones, it really suits just to have that, you know. And you can also bring another reflector underneath just to fill in from, from under yeah. so you're not getting any uh, sort of dark circles under the eyes and things like that. The other thing to do if you want to increase the drama of the shot mm. is uh, put a black deflector there. Which, where? Black on the other side. So, you, you, like, you ah. can either have, if you have white, it's going to give you an even um, tone all across. If you bring in black, what did I say about black earlier on, it remember? It absorbs the light. So you're going to get a moodier shot if you use black. Okay, and you need yeah. like lots of hands in order to do all of the above. <laughs> or you can perch your reflectors onto. You boxes can actually. And you can. Well, you can actually just get. Uh, you get a cheap light stand yeah. or borrow one of your seventeen tripods, tripods yeah. and just rest it on the tripod. I realised that I think we spoke last that I had these yeah. four next to me yeah. now, but they're yeah. just the ones that are in this room. Oh no! I know. Got more. There's more. Like I've got some in the office, like multiple <laughs> ones in the office, I realise. I should do a stock take and, yeah. you know, yeah. Like, but what other kind of, uh, kinds of light are there? Okay, so the other one is uh, open shade, which we talked about, which is like mm. a really beautiful light. So um, 
I think uh, this is probably the perfect um, natural light scenario. So yes. this is where you've got an eave or or it, ideally it would be an eave or an overhang. Is there any other words for those that I've missed, Val, what they're called? An like, awning. An awning. Any, any, <laughs> any, 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 A patio any covering. <laughs> um, A sail. <laughs> uh, it's often called A garage. carport. Garage or carport lighting. So, um, you know, anywhere where you've got like a large opening and you've got the sun outside that heats down, you've got concrete, and then it goes into um, uh, into like darkness into the um, the garage area or the awning area. And so, what happens is it's like, and this is great to remember whenever you're travelling or you're trying to do environmental portraits of people, get them in doorways. And you get them to stand, so if you've got sun, you get them to just keep inching back, inch back, inch back until the sun is just off their face, mm. right? And that, and so that, that light is you take a reading on their face and you, you, you shoot their face at the, at the, like the, the correct uh, meter reading for that, the inside is going to go almost to black because the difference between light on the on their face and the light in the background is going to be um, so great that you'll you it'll just you'll lose all the detail inside, which so it ends up looking like you've shot it in a studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic effect. It's because so, you you did that for your video. Yeah, I you? tried it. It's when so you told beautiful, me and, it's, and it just made a world of difference. It's absolutely it's fantastic. The best light in the world. So um, that. So, so basically, listeners, Gina said to me, uh, go to your garage. She actually I did. directed me to go to the garage and to stand inside the garage facing out, obviously, but yep. in the shade just in front of where the, uh, the, light, the sunlight would hit the concrete mm-hmm. but bounce back up into my face in, while I was in the shaded part. And it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, look, it looked great. It's awesome. Great so, shit. it's this is a perfect um, if if you're looking to set up a, a home studio and you want to add another scenario and you do own a garage mm. uh, for the car, take the car out, put it in the street, it'll be fine. <laughs> and um, this is where you should do your portraits and start with daylight. And mm. you just all you need is like a black piece of material or you know even nothing in the background because the background just goes to black. And it's incredible. Just watch that, like, obviously, like, because I know, like, my uh, Italian background, sometimes they love to paint the concrete green (laughs) because they don't like looking after the grass. But my mum's got real grass. She didn't paint the concrete green. But sometimes (laughs) they like to paint the concrete green. That doesn't reflect really well into no. the face and 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 so also like you can get um pavers that are like a, a really like not the terracotta but there's another fakey terracotta and it's just really orange and it's mm. like that red that you don't like mm. so that reflecting back into the face is not is not awesome it's like not not beautiful so if you've got that scenario and say like a good thing to do to carry around in your camera bag is like just a small sheet like a white an, yeah. old, an old white sheet and just throw that on the ground in front of the person and so the sun's going to hit and bounce off the white and bounce into their face and suddenly, you know, for like that, that little two minutes extra that it took you, you've got a great, beautiful setup. Great tip. Great hack. What, are, what other kinds of light 
So just like now we're talking low light um, situations. So mm. that could be uh, twilight and and like very very hard to shoot in because you're going to be shooting at a really slow shutter speed. So fuzzy. Yeah, you need a tripod in these situations. A tripod or a monopod, or you. So you borrow. Val's got four hundred. Mm. Um, we'll have a little tripod giveaway at yeah. some point, Val. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> and and um, so a, like a monopod can be good. Or there's like there's like you see you see workshops all the time or blogs where people photographers show you how to brace. There's ways that you can. I'm doing it now as I'm speaking. By the way, <laughs> that you can you can hold your hands and brace yourself against your body and hold your camera and lean up against something, mm. right? And then they say you just sort of squeeze the shutter really carefully so that you don't get camera shake, right? Can't do it. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. No way. Because it's like I'll take the shot, and it's like you know, and basically I've already had fourteen coffees, so I can't even (laughs) hold my. It's like no, I can't stop my hands from shaking. So if you're really good at that, and there's people that can handhold it like an eighth of a second or a quarter of a second, you know, that's not me. So uh, in these situations, I do get my tripod out, but low light, rain, beautiful. Um, you get all those gorgeous reflections, and um, you know it's it's a good time to, to consider shooting. And it's a really soft, soft, beautiful lighting. So if you can bring yourself undercover and shoot in those um, situations, or we've talked about this in other shows, I've got a raincoat for my camera. Yeah. to protect it and I will go or you can actually just stand under an umbrella and then shoot someone in the rain if you wanted to but it's um, beautiful or just after it's rain it's mm. still like really soft beautiful lighting gorgeous light to so, shoot so so we've talked about all different types of light apart from recognizing that there are different types and that they might suit different scenarios what are some rules just some of your you know the rules that should yep. always we should always be abiding by or always be aware of yep. or rules that we can break or rules that we must yep. get to go yep. on. So I've got several that I do stick to and I'll treat all you know, that I treat all my um, all my jobs the same. So mm-hmm. look, for a good portrait, I reckon there's three elements that make a good portrait. So it's light, subject and location. Yeah. Right? Okay. Sure. So what's the most important? Well, I reckon that if um, light, subject, and location had a game of paper, scissors, rocks, <laughs> no, yeah, light always wins. Okay, okay, because you can have a, a subject like a beautiful subject in the most awesome location, right? Mm. And the whole shot's ruined if the light's poor. If your light's yes. kaka, if you've got kaka light, <laughs> you are not going to get a good shot. Okay, <laughs> so kaka light. Kaka light is just light that looks like kaka. It's just What's like kaka. Kaka is uh, a word for uh, like not good. It's not good. <laughs> In what language? <laughs> Italian kaka is a word for. Um, Are you swearing in Italian? It's <laughs> no, not really a swear word. <laughs> Doesn't everyone know what kaka means? Oh, I don't think so. So when I take my dog for a walk and we stop and he'll squat for a minute. Yeah. You know the result of that? That's caca. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learnt something new today. You didn't know what that term meant? No. I thought everyone knew what caca meant. No. Anyway, so. It's called um, poo-poo. Poo-poo. <laughs> caca sounds so much cooler, Val. <laughs> okay. Do go on. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. 
<laughs> this is a language lesson, not just photography. <laughs> More than just a, a photo podcast. Yeah, Gina's a Renaissance woman. <laughs> Call me Michelangelo. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> so, um, look for the good light first, because it, like. People spend some, oh, my God, I found the most amazing location, amazing yeah. light. And everyone gets hung up on the location and then everyone trapes down. You set up the shot and then everyone forgets to look for the good light. So yeah. it doesn't matter where you are. If your light is, is kaka, it's mm. not going to be a great shot. So light first. Okay. Then worry about the rest. And then when you've got gorgeous lighting... It doesn't matter what's in the background. You could have like just a plain wall or, you know, nothing black or going to – it doesn't matter. People are going, oh, my God, the light. It doesn't matter where you are. That's what people see and that makes everything. So always look for the good light first and then the, worry about the others, okay? Secondly, yeah, be prepared, okay? So What do you mean? Well, always make sure that you're ready and you've got your confident with your camera settings and that, that everything's correct. So um, test before you actually do the shot. So before a model will step on my set, oh, I, see. I have everything ready to go. So I'm not going to leave anything to chance. Yeah. So um, what I do now is I've got someone that stands in for me. I'll have an assistant or, like, I'll get the makeup artist or someone to stand in and I will pre-light and get everything ready, even if I'm using natural light, Val, mm. so that I know that the minute I'm ready to shoot my real person, I'm ready to go, I know that frame one is going to be usable, okay? okay. Now, not everyone is going to have, like, you don't always have, it's like I, I didn't work with assistants for a long time, you don't have, always have that luxury. So a really good uh, little MacGyver hack is go to an art supply store and get yourself a styrofoam head. Oh, yes, you mentioned that last podcast. Wayne, and I've got Kate. Yes, mm. so and take that around with you and just a light stand and you can attach it to the light stand with an elastic band, uh, paint it grey so that represents middle grey and take your styrofoam head. I take Wayne around and <laughs> that's my body double and I test the light and so when I'm ready to shoot my model, I know I'm going to get that shot because sometimes it's like you're in um, lighting conditions that might be ever-changing and so you might have that incredible light but if you're faffing around with like trying to test it on your actual model and you lose that light, you know, what a waste. What a shame. Don't people think you're strange walking around with a headless I don't care at this point in my life what people think of me, Valerie, really. (laughs) And I've done way stranger things. I, we, we must do a podcast about that. No, I don't think so. Um, you don't always have to have, if you can't if you can't find a good styrofoam head, you can't find a Wayne, then um, use a basketball or, you know, um, just something like that. That'll always work, okay? Like um, Tom Hanks in um, Castaway. What yeah, yeah. Cast- what was it name? Wilson. Wilson. So that would work as well because all you need is something that's roughly the same shape as a, as a head that, that's going to um, show you how the light is working, how the background's working and, and, and how the whole shot is looking overall, okay? Great. All right. So how many lights do you think you need if you, you know, going to use actual lights, not just natural light? 
All right, so when when I started, I always thought that I wasn't considered a photographer unless I used every light that I had because I had to set up lots of lights. And that's the perception that a lot of people have about photography. And I actually thought that I was doing my clients a disservice if I didn't bring all my lights out, right? So I would overlight everything and I wouldn't even consider the natural light in the room. So I was doing like editorial shoots where I could have like the natural light in the room was gorgeous, but I just brought all my lights in and would set it up and light it like it was in a studio and it ends up looking like a studio shot. They look really cold and clinical. And then um, I think one day my lights misfired and I saw how they looked with natural light. I'm like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. So so the first few times, because I felt so guilty, I'd leave all my lights set up. And I just shoot natural light. Right. That's <laughs> you bizarre. Know? Yeah. But then, you know what? Using natural light is actually a skill in itself and knowing how to work with it. And so I no longer feel guilty now if I'm going to use natural light. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll use it for some shots. I'll just work with natural light. And with other ones, I'll do, um, you know, bring all the lights in. So, um, you know, you, you, you General, as a general rule, you can't beat what mother, mother Nature does. It's like, you know, if you can get amazing light, then go with that. And if you can just, like, get away with adding one light, then then do that. And so that's, like, keep All right, keep but it ma- let's uh, – I mean, uh, let's say that you're a photographer who's an enthusiast, you know, someone yes. who is more than just a basic photographer but not yep. pro or anything. Yep, What yep. – kind of basic light do you think that person should have as one of their first lights well starting out i mean I would, you know I let's would, say natural lights already sorted or they're yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I would start out with a speed light and, okay. and work with that and just and 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 get the head around that because it's, it's like just one single light and get some light modifiers. We will do a whole show on this, Val, on right. the introduction and, and the perfect lighting kit to start with, you know, well, but that's what I would start with, uh, a speed but light. But before you go on, that, just in case there's some newbies, can you explain what a speed light is? Okay, so a speed light is the little flash that, that, that sits on camera that, you, you know, it's, a, it's um, the, the separate flash that, that will go onto the camera and they're called a speed light. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> That's technical, yes. <laughs> Highly technical. So, so, so some of the lower end cameras, you'll find that they have this that little pop up flash that yes. pops up as a fill flash. Um, they're really they're such a tiny light source, and they're so close uh, to the lens that it's actually a really really hard light. Yeah. And so I actually try and avoid using those. I think you're better off trying to get your head around daylight, and then using uh, the the ideal scenario is to use your flash off camera so the further away it is from the actual lens the better quality of light you're going to get yeah okay all right so we will do a whole podcast it needs to be i need to spend like a bit of time going through that and there's a lot of great amazing things we can do in that regard we'll do this in in within the next few weeks listeners because i'm really keen to find out as well because yeah um yeah you know if you just want to get started with a good speed light as opposed to you know your little flash on camera yeah. uh we'll we'll do a whole podcast on that yeah okay. but for now let's just get our head around daylight working yep. with that and making that look amazing because there's so much you can do with that so my next rule is that like 
when you get your lighting style worked out, just remember that it's like one size doesn't fit all when it comes to lighting. And remember that there's different kinds of skin tones and, and different kinds of scenarios and you need to um, use the right lighting style for the different kinds of people and mood that you want to capture. So say, for example, you're doing like um, an older shooting a mature lady. Yeah. Not a great idea to bring her out into hard sunlight. <laughs> yes. Because it's like, you know, um, the hard sun is going to fill and create, actually um, make her look a lot older. And, so what and kind of lighting is so, appropriate for a mature lady? Okay, so if I'm shooting a mature lady, okay, so I would do soft um, inside lighting mm-hmm. and I wouldn't use any side lighting. So you want to avoid any situation that's going to create any shadows of any kind, yeah. okay? So if you imagine um, a skin tone to be like the, the surface of the moon, mm-hmm. so just imagine that, okay, and that's yeah. like... It's harsh. Right. It's a harsh way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you had if you had the surface of the moon and you got all those little craters and everything, so that's like if you put um, skin under a microscope, that's mm. what it looks like. So mm. craters and the wrinkles are actually like, you know, deep like valleys and ridges. Mm. So if then you then took um, a, a big lamp and shone it across the surface diagonally, what's going to happen is you're going to um, – have like lots of dark areas inside the the ridges and the and the craters and it's going to just it actually just enhances every single flaw on the face. Sure. So the best way so beauty lighting is that flat lighting and you want to when you've got an older skin tone or you want to really flatter people you want to light them flat on. So the best way to do it is always have the light behind you mm-hmm. directly behind you. So if you've got a window um, behind you and then you have your model in front of you, they're going to be lit directly flat on and that's going to fill every single line and every single floor in their face and then I always take a reading off the skin tone and then I overexpose by a stop to a stop and a half mm-hmm. and that's going to give you really beautiful skin tone you're going to lose a lot of detail and you've got latitude you've got a couple of stops people freak out when i tell them to do this Mm. but there's still going to be plenty of detail in the skin tone Mm. and they're going to look beautiful and they're going to absolutely um love the shots wonderful that's a great tip a stop or a stop and a half a stop or a stop push it and just have a look and have a look at that you're not losing and and just be careful if they're like um really really fair like white 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 skin tone and if you've got a really dark dark skin tone you can go maybe a little bit more but just have a look have a look on your screen and see how it looks and uh you know the other thing that i do when I'm, i'm working with those skin tones if you just want to really soften that if you're shooting shoot shoot wide open as wide open as your lens will allow so if you've got a, a lens that's the, the widest it will go is f4 shoot f4 if you can go to f2.8 shoot 2.8 okay and focus on the eyes yes so the eyes are sharp and what's going to happen is the skin's going to be a little bit softer. The, skin, the skin's not mm. going to be as sharp as the eyes and so it's going to be the same thing as having like a, you know, an old-fashioned softening filter Great. on the face. So that coupled with the, um, the, the blown out, don't need Vaseline anymore. <laughs> that looks – so I'm just like Valerie's going tick, tick, tick. I'm going to do that on my cats. We <laughs> going to bring out and going to make them blow their skin tone out. Stops. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's right. 
in that voice. <laughs> I don't even know whose voice that was, Jessica. That was your thinking voice. You reckon? That was your that was your plotting. like serial killer voice, not that was your plotting. To, that was your plotting to win. You've got the cat on your lap and you're stroking it. <laughs> what's that what's that that, that movie where it's the yeah. mad guy? Doctor Evil. Like, yeah, <laughs> gonna win the contest. Oh, calm down, Gina. All right. We digress. Go on. <laughs> Gina's cracking herself up. Sorry. So finally, um, experiment and develop your own signature style of lighting because this is going to be something that you are known for and that you're recognised for because as photographers, you see that the way they use light is what they're known for. So it's, it's um, you know, this combination of things like the lenses and cameras that you work with, how you direct and pose. Um, how you process your images and how you use light. And I can tell you now that the lighting is the one that's going to get um, the most reaction because yeah. it's so evocative, you know. Mm. But the first thing people look at when they see a shot, that's the first thing they say. It's not like, oh, my God, the post-processing is amazing. <laughs> they say, oh, my God, the light. Look at the light. Look at the light. It's beautiful. So, so do those exercises that we talked about and really practice and, you know, f- you Find photographers whose lighting styles that you love mm. and copy, just copy yeah, them. Copy, copy them. them outright, mm. okay, and keep doing that and copy a number of photographers. You might have five different styles that you're working with. Eventually, you're going to make it your own and, and it's perfectly fine to do this. This is how artists have learned through, through the centuries and just keep doing it, keep shooting every day until eventually you'll just go, you know what, I'm going to take this little bit from this photographer, this little bit from that photographer, this from here, that from here, combine them and suddenly you've created your own style. I mean, nothing makes me happier than when someone says, hey, I saw a shot, I didn't see your name on it, but I knew it was your shot because yeah. we recognised the lighting style, you know, and I go, that's really Really cool. Totally. So um, I think that brings us to the Gina challenge for this week. So oh, hashtag, yes. hashtag Gina challenge should be light. Yes. Quite simply. So we're really looking forward to seeing your shots. Just yep. put them on Instagram or yep. on Google+. Plus. Yep. Um, on Instagram, just put it on your own Instagram feed and use hashtag Gina Challenge. It's been yep. awesome to look. Oh, my God. How good are the shots? The images, they're fantastic. fantastic. You know, there's yeah. pictures from all over the world. There's one from Creative Lens of this amazing girl with a cello in a field um that's awesome and it's actually shot in houston in a blue bonnet field and um it's just beautiful beautiful stuff but also images of lots of different people and portraits and stuff like that um so this week yeah whatever light means to you or whether you're just playing with light please use hashtag Gina challenge on Instagram and we will definitely have a look at your shots and Gina will um, have a look and leave a comment as well mm, about your, mm. your shot. Um, I'm loving looking at them. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Very and, impressed. Um, if you want to upload them onto the Google Plus page for So You Want to Be a Photographer, we've, uh, it's just new and it would mm. be great to 
to see a collection of hashtag Gina Challenge shots up there. So mm. please do upload them on that as well. Thank you also for everyone who's been emailing us. If you'd like I to know. email us, uh, news at GinaMilitia.com. And, of course, you can check out Gina's lighting and on her photography. Look at the portfolio section of her website, Gina Militia. That's M. I-L-I-C-I-A dot com. Uh, you know, I often just go check out Gina's shots because they constantly amaze me and they're so, they're just so, some of them are beautiful, some of them are gritty, some of them, they're all awe-inspiring. Um, don't let it Thank get to you your head. Don't no, let it's it gone to my head. head. <laughs> I'm sitting here loving myself sick. I'm just going to be quiet and just go and cry. Uh. Yeah. But I'm going to win a photo contest. <laughs> you haven't entered one. <laughs> I might enter. <laughs> no, no, I won a yo-yo contest once. Don't you enter 12. the shoe contest with my pets because I want my pets to win. No, I'll consult for you. I'll just like okay. send me shots and I'll full try and make sure that you win. That'd be great. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, but uh, we will definitely try and get to your questions. Some of you are answering sim- are asking similar questions, so we'll group them together and do yeah. podcasts that uh, you know cover commonly asked questions. But uh, we really appreciate you keeping us up there in iTunes and being yes. in the new and noteworthy section. Yes. So yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but also remember to get Gina's free ebook on her website, ginamilitia.com. So check that out because um, it's got lots of great tips uh, about photography. But uh, what this brings us really to the end of our podcast. There's so much more we can talk about lighting. That's really well, the, yeah. Well, this is like maybe part A. Yeah, of, yeah. Uh, and this is twenty parts. Here. I have it's so more. many more questions about lighting. I know, no, particularly we'll about indoor lighting and yep. flash. So, yep. uh, but there's some great tips about you know using natural light today as well. Ease in. So remember the ping pong ball. Get yes. your Barbie dolls. Vectors. Get out there and vectors. You just like confuse me. I didn't. <laughs> Remember, I was eating the clag. <laughs> I don't know what clag is. Have I just made, like, you know, would that well, be a universal term? Half of our listeners are Americans. So yeah, uh, if you don't glue. know what clag is, it's glue. Or yeah. Is there another word for glue in America? I was in the remedial class. Oh, you were not. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. So what are you up to this week until we chat again? So more shooting and I've actually the next uh, two days, so it's, it's a weekend, but the next two days I'm going to be uh, retouching, rendering. I might call you Ravel. <laughs> rendering <laughs> retouching stuff. Right. <laughs> and what about you, Val? Are you uh, travelling around more? I'll be attempting to um, win three pairs of oh, shoes. that's right. I'm going to win contest. By taking yes. photos of shoes and my pets. Um, and like I said, guys, I really would share this with you, but it doesn't actually appear to be your webpage on it. And I do believe that she doesn't want you to win. She's <laughs> seen the caliber of the shots on uh, Gina Challenge. She's yeah. gone, I'm not sharing this because, like, one of these guys will win because you guys are that good. And so she's just being selfish. If you can find it, it is bed footwear. Anyway, go for it to win. But yeah, yeah, but don't enter because I really want to win. No, this she doesn't year. want you to enter. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. That's been episode 14 about lighting explained without the need of a science degree. Uh, Do chat to us on social media. I'm at Valerie Koo. Gina, you are? 
at Gina Militia on everything. And remember, hashtag Gina Challenge. We'd love to see your shots. Yes. The theme this week is lights. So until next week, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.